Well, hello all. How you doing? Hope you're having a great week. I know I have. Ryan, how you been? I've had a good week. Yeah. A, little, a, little, a little under the weather at the moment, but we moved through it. Yeah, I went through that as well. Still hanging around, but that's all right. The change of seasons. We're getting our downloads. But it's uh, time our, to rest. Our upgrades. Mm. That's it. Uh, another, uh, another episode of Journey with Michael and Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Always so happy to have you. Well, have you here with us? Beautiful people. Yes. Uh, we're talking about um, books that have, that have influenced our lives today. Um, I profess I'm not the biggest reader, um, but when I do get into a book that I, um, that I really am into, I'll, I'll read it from cover to cover and I take a lot of things away. And um, I used to listen to a lot of audio books, uh, but that kind of been replaced with podcasts and things like that. That's kind of how I like to get my information and other people's points of view of the world. But, uh, but a good book, a good book you can take a lot away from. Definitely. And I love, I love, I've never been one to listen to audiobooks. I've actually never listened to an audiobook in my life. Um, I actually downloaded my first one the other day, but still haven't listened to it because I actually just enjoy the process of flicking pages, having a, a pen and like underlining things and like bookmarking mm. areas, even though I never go back to them. Um, it's just like part of my process of, t- of taking on information. And um, who knows, maybe that come, came from studying like even engineering oh, yeah. or like naturopathy because like all of my naturopathic books just have lines everywhere and like notes down the sideline of like just yeah as a way to just I guess digest the information I've heard a lot of people talk about who are, who are avid readers and they talk about when you're reading a book like the best way to absorb it is to just like scribble over it write on it you know like really mince it up you know like absorb everything you can from it and you know, because it's your book. I mean, it's not like you have to keep it precious and it's going to get passed on or go back to the library or anything like that. And um, I do a little bit too. Um, some books I've highlighted, especially um, one particular one called Meditations, uh, written. It's a Stoic book written by Marcus Aurelius, and I, I highlight a lot of different things in there and scribble all over it. And I've gone back to it numerous times. Mm. Um, but that's I'd say that's probably the best way you can really get into a book yeah i think it really helps you to like yeah absorb the information because you're not just reading it and trying to take it in as you're processing it you're actually going through the process of being like oh that's important to me like i'm going to remind myself of that or i'm going to bookmark this area so that i can go back to it and just like cognitively it's just like making that aspect of the book or even just the statement um important yeah and i used to read way more books when i was um doing more coaching and like looking for information that I could then pass on to others. Like, how can I use this information in a post? How can I utilize this information in a tweet or something along those lines? Yeah, mm. no, definitely. I have a, I have an odd thing. I don't know whether it's odd or not, but everything about you is odd. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I own it definitely. Um, but if I if I get into a book, and it, by the third chapter i'm still not into it i'll put it down fair enough i don't i don't force myself to go through it yep uh because a i won't really enjoy it yep. it'll take me a whole year to get through it yep and b if it's not aligning with me i don't see any point in trying to stuff something into my brain just because you know it's been recommended and one particular book stands out for me that i tried this and it was um one that everyone loves it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck I got into it in the third chapter and I was just like, this is not me. You, it's because you already don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're like, ah, fuck it. Why do I need to learn from this guy? Yeah. I'm not going to have this. I give so little fucks that I'm not going to care about this guy's trying to tell me not to give a fuck. Yeah. That's the ultimate fucks not given. Was- <laughs> <laughs> he would actually be pleased if everyone bought the book and no one read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I got into the third chapter. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't align with the way it's being written. I, you know, I, I, and it was all good. I'm not saying it's a bad book. You know, like he sold millions of copies. He's a very successful writer, yeah. and it just speaks to people with where they're at. Correct. You know, you could read a, and like that's the beauty of books. It's like you'll take on the information you need for where you're at. And so it's like for me, there has been certain books that I have gone back to and read a second or third time, and you just notice you actually you you take in different parts or you you read things differently because you're reading from a different perspective or you're like trying to search for a certain form of information or a different point or a different way of viewing things and like as you grow the way in which you view the world grows so the way in which you read grows as well yeah do you read a lot of fiction 
Never. Yeah, I've never either. Nah, never. The only time I've read a fiction book was actually like a full series. And it was when I was in high school. And it was a book all about vampires. It wasn't... um, what was that one? Twilight? Twilight. It wasn't like that Twilight. Yeah, it wasn't it was. that. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that. Um, but they actually ended up making a movie series of it and it had um, John C. Riley in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was just, it was this, yeah, it was this real paradoxical book of <clears throat> this vampire, of, like a, a boy who essentially becomes a vampire and then it like goes through all of this journey and he eventually ends up like turning into this aspect of himself or his soul was actually a person that was supporting him and like throughout a few of the books cool. it's, it's like really really cool actually can't remember the name of it mm. great book well i've heard that when you're if you're reading before you go to bed reading fiction's a, a good way to wind your brain down because mm. non-fiction's still stimulating yep yep uh, the various processes in your brain of, of trying to absorb and, and things like that uh, but um yeah i mean i i when i went through the 75 hard obviously you got to read every day that was really really nice and went through a few books there but um the very first book I mean, the very first, the actual very first book that I that I read outside of school um, was *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of my really all-time favorite movies. It explains a lot about you. Yeah, and um, I mean, I dressed as I dressed as Raul Duke uh, for my twenty-first. You know, <laughs> I had the, the floral shirt on, I had the cigarette holder, and had the uh, the bucket hat with the well, oh, the yellow glasses. You know, the go. Um, but yeah, that was that was the very first book that I that I read outside of school. There was, many many millennia ago now but um that uh that was a, an amazing book it was great um and because i was really entrenched into it I, I really enjoyed reading it and then fast forward you know many many years later the the first oh, what would you say self-help book or, or anything like that was the four-hour work week by tim ferris mm-hmm. um i had a bunch of recommendations from my my brother-in-law and and that was one of them and started picked it up and went and brought it and started reading it went right through it and yeah i took a lot out of it and that was the first time that i was like oh yeah i can learn from somebody else and move through that and um and then from that book there i i went on to an audio book straight after that uh which was the seven habits of highly effective people by mm-hmm. stephen covey mm-hmm. um that was a, a that's a there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of depth in that book there um and took a lot away from it because i was in a really dark stage of my life there and um and so i just go out on walks and just just have it playing in my ear and and there's so much to it so it took quite a while to get through it but yeah that was uh it was that was the first kind of couple that kicked me off into personal development personal development yeah yeah uh, four hour work week was we were talking about this just before we the were. podcast and the four hour work week was one of the first personal development books that i read as well and i had never even heard of tim ferris before but i was just walk like looking for books in the library um and that was one that just like stood out to me mm. and it, it's dope because it's just, I, I guess that's where the like the seeds of entrepreneurship um were probably planted you know or like even knowing at an age when i was 19 i was always looking for how can i do things differently yeah. you know how can i get a little bit of an edge how can i get well at that time in i was i was an engineer it's like how can i get out of this and actually find a way to to like utilize my own skills it'd be interesting to read that book now yeah it would because there's probably a lot we can implement in, into beta mm. yeah one of the things that stands out in that book was actually just the deconditioning of you go to work to then retire Mm. at the end of your life and what really stood out for me was no you have many retirements throughout your life to mm. actually enjoy you know it's perfectly for the manifesto yeah it works perfectly <laughs> you know i mean but that's why things stand out because yeah. they align with you right and so yeah that was the first time i looked at it and thought that fucking makes sense mm-hmm. yeah why why do you want to be 65 plus you know and not in your prime and trying to then do all these things around the world just you know create a life where you can then have these not breaks i guess but just create these moments where you can then go off intrepidly and and go and discover while you're still you know fit and and virile and young and for sure you know we're younger than retirement age anyways but that was that was kind of like the first story break mm. i guess of yeah. like you know the, the conditioning of yeah. all right you go to school and leave school and get a job and then get married and then buy a house and and then you know work hard save your money and maybe do an investment here and there and when you're when you're old when you're old and you've that's done it all you enjoy life. that's when you can go and enjoy life yeah and, and that was the first thing that clicked i was like totally oh. totally and for a lot of people that's just that is their paradigm like that's their thought pattern that's 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 their goal yeah, yeah which is 
to me it's just like fuck that's so not my goal no it has been never will be no you know and it's like there's aspects of it that obviously i want to experience like even owning my own house it's like it's i'm not going to do that until i actually am in the position when i can buy it outright you know or where i'm not leveraging money i don't have i can actually leverage money from the bank because i know that i'm already making more money in 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 my own business or or other ventures you know so Mm. i'm not going to be at the fucking well this is where you and me align man like we understand the effectiveness and efficiency of investing in yourself totally and so investing in yourself investing in your own business the the you see the cumulative payoffs mm. it's like if you if you invest everything into a house and i've been in real estate for six seven years now you know like and i see these first home buyers and they're putting everything into it and they've got a noose around their neck they can't really do anything you know outside of paying their mortgage and, and going to work totally. and doing all the, you know, whatever they need to do. I mean, it's, if that's your happiness, great. That's For fine. Sure. I'm not taking it away from you. It's just, it's not my happiness. It's a stable investment if you have no other means to invest. Yeah. Because you've got to think about this as well. It's like a lot of people right now, as the uh, interest rate's gone from 2.5 to 8.5, they're having to find an extra $25,000 a year. It's huge. Imagine trying to find $25,000. Man, I'm talking to some people, their mortgage has gone from like $600 a week to like $1,600 a week. That's another $1,000. It's crazy. So that's more than what most people would earn. I know. And and, and if you're a, if you're in a, um, in a waged employee role, where can you know you're gonna to have to start searching outside of that to to find these you know to make up for it or to not lose what you've been investing in for maybe Correct. 10 15 years right and so the the wheel keeps turning right the they gotta go turning. and sell and this so um but yeah so that was that was yeah my first personal development book and that was one of the real things that stand out to me even you know 15 years later um about just seeing the conditioning and be like oh yeah that's great and then the seven habits of highly effective people stephen covey um, you know, I, I, I was creating a, um, a fitness business mentor company at the time um, where I was business coaching personal trainers and, and bringing them through the development of that. And I actually took some of his um, seven habits and actually put them into my training, you know, like sharpening the saw and, mm-hmm. you know, um, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are still some of the main value points of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not I don't hit them all the time. You know, as we all are infallible, but yeah, that that's I think that's still very prevalent. Like when you're talking to someone, like seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm. Most people are trying to force their way to be understood without understanding, and that yeah. to me that's empathy. You yeah. know, like you're getting better at that. So again, you know, many years later, there's still some of these same principles that stand out, and this is the power of a book. You know, power of 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 an author and somebody who's very good at being able to articulate their own reasoning of reality into words mm. you can learn so much from it and just like you said you can get a lot more or i personally as well get a lot more from from reading it with my eyes and it's a whole different thing than than listening to it totally if i'm listening to it i'm always doing something else I'm yeah, like, yeah i'm like driving or walking or you know at the gym i'm not actually in in the mode to actually download information yeah. it's just noise in the background mm. there'll be little things that that like land here and there but not as deep as if i'm reading it so you're not waking up at four in the morning and doing a book on double speed to four twenty in the morning <laughs> definitely <laughs> how you loser <laughs> it's about, this is about optimization mike exactly. it's about optimization <laughs> um so yeah so those, those are the first couple of books that really kind of um like set me off yeah but it's interesting to to reflect on my first book outside school was a fiction book actually yeah mm. interesting mm. Yeah, the first book is that like that was um four hour work week that was one that i read and then i actually read i actually got a few more of his books i got the four hour chef yep um which is just like t- learning how to do a lots of different things in in the period of four hours and i just sort of skimmed and read through things that that were important in that book i didn't digest everything because um, i'd guess that that's more what that book's actually for um and then i suppose when it comes into i guess my own personal journey uh the one of the first books i read that really had a like a very prevalent impact on my life um, and really made me question what i was doing and how i was living um was the alchemist nice so the alchemist is a it's a fable it's actually sitting on the shelf there there it is 
That right was that was that was the first copy, my friend. That was the book that changed my life, right there. Beautiful. Um, and it's a beautiful book. It's it's a, it's a fable and a story of a shepherd, um, and essentially it just shows you his own personal legend or his own personal journey, um, and really understanding that, like a lot of the gold and a lot of the things we look for in life, we always aim to look for them in the next thing. Mm. But a lot of what we're actually looking for, and it's like this idea of the alchemist and alchemy and, and you know, turning metals into gold, um, is all about like finding that alchemy in the present moment, finding that in what you're doing and realizing that all of the gold and all that we're looking for is actually in like it's happening right now. It really is our perspective of it, of it. And it sort of goes through his journey and his development from a shepherd into like selling gold and jewelry to going on this journey by himself in the desert to find the alchemist. Um, and then it actually just really goes back in that journey the thing that brought him the most joy in life was actually just being a shepherd, mm. like the simplicity of it. Mm. You know, every time he looked for more, things got more complicated. Things got um, like moved further away from it, what he was actually wanting. And the beauty of it is like throughout the story, he thrived in many situations and everything that he did. Um, but it, yeah, it was just going back to that idea of simplicity and really finding what's true for you in the moment. Beautiful. Mm. I'm reminded of a fable, <clears throat> a bit of a story that's, that's similar to that. It's, it's the story where um, uh, on like a, a, a Mexican beach, you know, like beach town, and there's, you know, a, uh, a 50 year old, 60 year old ex banker and, you know, and he's, and he's bought a house on the beach and he's out there fishing and, you know, and one of the locals comes up and says, oh, welcome, you know, nice to have you here and, you know, tell me about your story. And he says, oh, well, I was a banker for ex so-and-so and, you know, worked really hard and had all these investments and now I can just, you know, lay up on the beach and enjoy my life. And, mm. you know, you could do the same too, you know, and he goes, well, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, like, why do I need to go through that whole process just to get here? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's the, the lesson in, in the same thing of like, the what are you searching for what actually is it that you're searching for what's yep. within the present moment you know like uh, are you just wanting to go through all of this stuff so you can then just go and do something that you can do for free you know or totally. you know what what's the concept of the ego self of wanting to yep. have and strive for yeah, more and yeah. you know i'm not taking strive away but that's it's yep. a very similar stable desire to be something yeah you know it uh, gets a lot of people trapped in a lot of different ways you know because just even in personal development you find it and like this is a trap that i got caught in <clears throat> for many years because it went through this period especially when i was studying naturopathy and working working as a coach where i was constantly looking for more looking for more information looking for new ideas looking at fresh ways of looking at things and so when i was going through that period i read lots of books mm. started lots of books <clears throat> didn't finish many the many gin at that's, play. That's me. That's me. <laughs> and I always thought, actually, I always thought there was something wrong with me. Like, why yeah. can I never finish a book? Um, it's because I, it's just not in my design. I'm, I'm there to start things and not always finish it. It's just as what it is. Get <laughs> other people. Manny, to, it's the many part of his many gin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get other, get other, get other people to finish it for me. It'll be fine. Um, or utilize and grab the information that I need. And when I feel like I've got enough, I'm just like, okay, go on to the next thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, one of the very first kind of more spiritual books that I, I read um, that really opened my eyes and it was a very easy read. Um, I was, with, I was uh, with a partner at the time, this is quite a few years ago now, and, and she was very well read and you know, she'd gone down the path a lot, lot earlier than I have. Um, anyways, and she um, gave me a book to go and read. It was called uh, The Untethered Soul mm. uh, by Michael Singer. And one of those books, I was like, oh, perfect, thank you. And sat on my shelf for a, a month or two and then i was like okay I'll, I'll get into this and as soon as i got into it i was just like boom hooked i was like wow yeah yeah really really well um really 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 well read uh and really well written and um it basically just kind of goes into the format of there's three cells within you you know you aren't your thoughts because who's hearing your thoughts mm. you know um and i was just like oh oh yeah yeah like the chatter in your mind it's like you aren't the chatter because you're listening to the chatter mm -hmm. and if you're listening to the chatter then you're not the chatter mm. but then who is it that's listening for sure you know? and so and, and it didn't go too deep either like it was it was it was a perfect first entry book into that whole realm and i was already doing breath work and different things and so i was already on the discovery trail of of the self and and all of that as well so this was just a really nice 
way written in, in black and white to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to look at it that way, look at it that way, and, and went through that book very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that led me on to The Power of Now mm-hmm. by Eckhart Tolle, and I'm really happy that I read it in that, um, in that format too, doing The Untethered Soul first and then The Power of Now. Um, just because it, it the power now is deep it's quite deep it's hard to hard to grasp if yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. concepts aren't already fresh in the mind correct right <laughs> and so yeah doing it that way was it helped me understand the power of now um, a lot more I would say um, took a lot more away from the untethered soul than I did the power of now the power of now is a beautiful amazing book and Eckhart Tolle's uh, a, a very unreal human mm. you know um However, when I reflect on, on books, and I've gone back to it a couple of times, it's kind of one of those books where you can just kind of like open it up and read a chapter and give you a nice little reminder, give you an insight into yep. where you're at right now. However, it's, it's interesting reflecting on now with someone like that who's, who's such a spiritual pillar um, in the world. But for me, it's, this feels like a slight disconnection between the writings and the writer. Mm. Um, like it's like do as I say here's my teachings but not necessarily as I'm influencing it within myself mm. you know like it's kind of like here's a guide it's like when you've got a an Ikea piece of furniture it's like here's the here's the um, the instructions right but you've got to go and do it yeah yeah know? yeah yeah, um, yeah so that was that was good I mean like it was fine and, and I took a lot away part of the I really took away was uh, really a lot about the um the victim self um, and he goes really quite deep into that as well and and I saw I got a lot better grasp on that and kind of more into like victimhood and how it was and, and all of that so um, and then there's there's a like a a bite-sized version of it too I forget what it's called it's called the power of now but it's like a smaller version it's kind of more of like a you can just turn to a page when you open it so I actually read that as well um, and that was that was just a nice little hand bite-sized piece of, of the book as well so so yeah into kind of more spiritual looking lens books those those were the first two that that kind of got me in and highly recommend them mm. yeah and in, in, in that order as well mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah and it's it's i don't know there's so many different i mean there's so many books out there so many, so many different order authors there's so many different like journeys that people can go on um and like some books may be relevant for some people, some may just completely miss the mark, right? And and that's the beauty of of our own personal journey, um, and like where we're at. It's like a, a book that another book that deeply resonated with me is um, it's called Autobiography of a Yogi, mm. um, and so it goes into something called Kriya Yoga, and so Kriya Yoga is just one of the seven forms of yoga, um, and it just talks about the story of um like babaji and so babaji is a spiritual guru in in india they say he's about 700 years old they call him the immortal man and he's someone that can incarnate into different bodies at different times um whenever and so at the moment he's in like a 35 year old's body um living in in the hills in india and um it just really showed me about like the magic and really taught me about mysticism Mm. and i was reading it as i was traveling through india so it made it even more apparent um but yeah just as i was reading that i'd had my first breathwork experience i was starting to go like deeper into meditation practices through like vipassana and like really going like quite deep into spirituality especially when i came back from india because it's like man if you're on the path at all like going and traveling through india and just seeing just like the the disparity mm. of how a place can be and there's nowhere you could even compare it to in new zealand like not even a little bit um and to like so to like be in that energy having yoga teachers there having gurus there like i was working with a swami for a month when i was over there as well so it like really entrenched me um into like eastern philosophy nice. um, i mean actually got me into to into actually becoming a naturopath because I learned about Ayurveda, I learned about um, like plant medicine, learning about all the different herbs, learning about the mind-body connection. Um, and yeah, it was just one of those one of those books that just fit, fit perfectly in my life at the time. Beautiful. Mm. And what a cool connection as well when you came in and did rebirthing and finding out the connection there mm. from Babaji offering the, the rebirthing breathwork to the West and, and running it through Leonard Orr and then... It's all know, part of the Dharma, in, baby. Walking into our teacher's 
you know house and they got a couple of pictures of Bubba G on yeah. there and yeah, like I, I'd never heard of Bubba G until I did rebirthing and um, but it was really cool like hearing your take on it because you already obviously had, had created a bit of a connection mm. with him through that book yeah and then even when I came back I, I actually went and did a few oh man I did like maybe six months of every every Monday night going and do doing Kriya yoga um, which is just like a, it's such a it's a very deep form of meditation I just stepped out of it because I wasn't looking for a teacher or guide or you know yep. or anything like that at the time um, but yeah very deep form of meditation where you just you focus on like a focal point in the middle of your forehead your third eye essentially but you're not just bringing your awareness to it it's like you're actually bringing your gaze up to it so it's like like you're watching your third eye um, and then you just listen to guided meditation you can like feel the energy of it as it starts to like heat up beautiful yeah super powerful wow mm. is it something you think you'd go back to um to the line who knows yeah who knows I could like depends how deep we get into rebirthing and stuff it's like yep. rebirthing is such a powerful tool um, but even in the last couple of months I've actually been called back into like sitting in longer forms of meditation so every Wednesday morning I'll sit in a half an hour meditation and it's dope because it's like fuck it's been a long time since mm. I've had like a real consistent like just meditation practice for really long times and it's cool because I can actually just drop in and sit nice. for half an hour and not be too disrupted with the mind which yep. is cool beautiful mm. and again just bringing it back that's the power of of what a book can bring mm. right like there's one book i mean you were obviously in india and doing that but the book really you know touched you in a way because of the information the alignment for it so when you did come back you, you, you were seeking out something from the feeling that that book gave you yeah totally and it <clears throat> i suppose it actually brought it more into a reality because as they were telling the stories of Baba G, like i was sitting on the river ganga like just reading the book nice. and that that's where they were talking about all these stories and things so it's like you're you're really imm- i was really immersing myself in the energy of the book as i was reading it imagine going back you and i going back to india or going to india and you going back to india yep, you don't. Um, together and, and doing a doing a, a a journey through there but like with rebirthing breathwork as mm. well and seeking it out through through kind of you know more Indian lineages yeah, through Baba G. Sure. That would be that would be oof. it would be quite fun. Yeah. Well, we could we could go back and, and see my Swami. Yeah, because um, he was he was the one that attuned me to Reiki. He was the one that gave me my first uh, like breathwork experience. So it would be dope. And every now and then I check in with him. Yeah, like, uh, well I'm just like you know I've still got a uh, like a picture of him, um, in one of my, in my drawer actually. Beautiful. Mm. What an experience. I love hearing about your Indian tales. Mm. Sounds like such a cool journey. Yeah, it was cool. Mm. Wouldn't be here if it wasn't for it. Totally, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and obviously that book has has got a lot to do with it. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, nice, man. Um, what else have you been reading? What else have you read? Oh man, for while I was studying, a lot of my attention and awareness when it came to reading just went into learning about nutrition, learning about the body. Um, reference books yeah just yeah. like yeah reference books and then just like other books on nutrition where it's just like looking at disease prevention looking at like liver function and liver detoxification and all these different protocols that you could go into so I was like for for that three year period I was just forcing so much information into yep. my mind yeah um, which was dope so I didn't really read any personal development books for for those three years it was just about understanding nutrition understanding the body i used to read obviously like psychology books as well but i was still looking at it from like that practitioner perspective Mm. where it's not about like trying to heal me but it's actually about how can i utilize this information to support other people um so a really good book that i read on um just like understanding trauma and understanding psychosomatics is um the body keeps the score yep really good book really good book on understanding trauma really good book on understanding like childhood trauma really good book on understanding like different ways that we can actually utilize the body to move through trauma sort of like from a a bottom-up perspective where it's not like psychology where they focus on a top-down perspective where they're thinking about how can we actually change someone's perception of a situation like that's top-down you know changing the way in which we see what happened to us whereas like bottoms up changing the way in which we feel about mm. things the situations and the way things affected us yeah beautiful mm. yeah nice man and that's why you're the wizard when we're doing our coaching programs and you just got you got the knowledge science. I knowledge it. i love it and i learned so much from you man it's so so good i mean my my nutrition 
is basic, you know, um, because it's, I mean, I did a nutrition cert while I was doing my personal training years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, still nothing on the depth that, that you've got. You know, mine was more about how to put mass on. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was <laughs> how, like how, how to shred, bro. How do I get as many calories in as possible? <laughs> exactly, for sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's the amount of fucking books that I read over that time was absolutely ridiculous. Do you reckon it burned you out from reading for a while? Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was finished, I was I was burnt out. But it was like eighty percent of the people in our class were because it's like it's it's fucking full on yeah. like it's it's really really full on the amount of information you need to know like in the last year i had to, you had to do four console um four um like practicums so like four different people that we had to guide through just like help supporting them um and for each one of them we had to write twenty thousand words yeah wow so it's like eighty thousand words written yeah and it's all referenced it's all like very science-based. It's understanding you to talk about all the different mechanisms, all the different enzymes and the way in which the body's communicating to each other. So it's like, it's, it was full on. Didn't have chat GPT back then, did no, you? No, maybe if we did. <laughs> God, it would have been lovely. Could have got the kind of spell check for me. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't believe they um, they nearly didn't pass you because yeah, spelling different. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, if you guys have read any of my posts, you probably find spelling mistakes through it, but I, I nearly didn't pass naturopathy because because um, I think the teacher just didn't like me because mm. I was always, you know, you're, you're in a class of 27 people. There was only three males and I was always the one that didn't mind questioning yep. her views and the way in which she uh, seen the world. That's why we're good at what we do, baby. Totally. You know, yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be the person sitting here today if I didn't mention Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe Dispenza was a, a um a big a big influence in my life for a, for a good section there and it was kind of the same era of getting to the untethered soul the power of now and then and then moving on to dr joe and we've got one of his books right here breaking the habit of being yourself mm. um really good book uh, they're very dense like they're big reads you're not going to go through it very quickly um and like i took my time on on reading that um and then becoming supernatural mm. becoming supernatural is a powerful book really really powerful um the beautiful thing about Dr. Joe Dispenza is it's science-based as well as as quantum-based. You know, like, he's he's such a pioneer. Um, and his story is just amazing. You know, like, in the, in the 1980s, he broke his back. Um, he was in hospital when he was walking out six weeks later, literally, and did no surgeries, no nothing. And he just harnessed the power of his mind to mm. heal his body. Mm. And it, there's, there's no woo in that. There's no spirituality. That's just truly... You know, like you look at the people who are really pillars in, in the world of different things and, and they've all gone through something so major and, and so the breaking of his back was kind of like his karma that he needed to go through to, to figure out this gift totally. that we all have and now he's out there teaching. I mean, you look at him now. I mean, he's getting younger by the fucking, by, oh, the, yeah, by, the, by the episode that you see him on TV. It's, it's crazy. It's unreal. Yeah, for sure. So those, those two books, huge influence in my life and, and even his meditations at that time I mean I haven't done them in a long time but they really they really opened me up to to visualizing my future self and reading those books at the same time were, were really imperative of that and yeah I've got lots lots of gratitude for for his work and his readings and his writings sorry and yeah I mean if there's if if there's some if you if you're on some sort of level and you really want to understand the the meta and subjective and objective at the same time he's he's going to be your go-to guy for that totally totally and the best thing is it's like everything is backed up with science everything everything and yeah. especially in a world especially in a, in a western world i should say like a lot of the practices he he utilizes and uses are eastern philosophy but he's just found a way to capture the west and then back it up by science yeah which is important which is important oh i mean you and i will go to some of his events at some point soon in the next well he can actually explain the point of spontaneous healing correct like he's got it down to an art yeah where he's just like guiding people through these different things and he knows that over a weekend there's going to be at least a, a certain percentage of people that are going to spontaneously heal yeah mm. and what a powerful place to be what an offering oh mm. god yes yeah. so yeah his book's there um, breaking the habit of being yourself. So that goes into, I mean, it, the title says it all. It's, 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 it's shifting your paradigm and changing your conditioning of, of who you think you are and what you've led to believe and then becoming supernatural, same thing, but just 
really talking about how we live in this cyclic you know past experiences to create a manipulated future and we're not really in the present we're just creating a manipulated future by off the past experiences that we have gone through and so we just keep regurgitating the same life we wake up you know and we drive to work the same time and Mm. do everything the same and and then all of our triggers and responses and reactions are all just creating a future that's known you know and so he really brings you into the present and and the meditations run with the book as well so you know going to the supernatural one you know he'll be like okay now jump onto this meditation run through that and really pulls you into the the sense of being in your body now and then helps you kind of understand what moving into the quantum is and how anything is possible and what you're doing is you're basically killing old versions of yourself and and creating the vibration of who you want to be so you can attract you know mm. it's the law of attraction really mm. it's the, and, and i mean we do the same thing in rebirthing it's all it was the same outcome but just a different philosophy and a different way of doing it mm. um so very powerful two very powerful books and uh and then you're outside of the scope of that a bunch of his meditations and, and and workshops and things like that i couldn't couldn't recommend them enough mm. yeah totally powerful i i still recommend i i bought like 12 of his meditations when i was going through reading those books and i still give them to clients yep um and and talk about a lot of the philosophies um that he utilizes in that book especially the the disruptor yep where it's like just breaking that that constant thought pattern you know um for me and he he uses and you used to utilize a word called change so it's like whenever you get caught in these thought loops where you're just constantly stuck in self-doubt self-loathing anxiety hatred where you're just really trapped in your mind it's because that's what's known right that's what's comfortable that's that's the path that's just so forged because we're so used to going down it um all of the time and then like utilizing the disruptors is just the word that's just just pulls you out of it and it's just like telling your mind no we're not going to believe that anymore we're not mm-hmm. going to listen to that anymore that's not the track that we go down anymore yep mm. yeah and it's quite cool because that's one of the one of the gifts you got from from um one of your uh teachers i guess at one point as well was like i'm not that person anymore yeah yeah yeah, Who yeah, does yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah yeah that's it totally it all it all connects oh yeah we don't do that anymore we don't do that anymore yeah. there you go Oof. yeah Hey, I gotta remember, I gotta remember that one. <laughs> Just piecing the piecing the beautiful universe puzzle together because it all fits somewhere. Right? I need another cosmic reminder of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my first breathwork book, like true breathwork book, and I'm guessing it'll be yours too. Would be Just Breathe by Dan Brule. Yep. Like read that cover to cover. I actually borrowed your one. Yep. And I mean the beta breath got born from that book. Totally. And like I remember, like because he goes, is it? I think he's 17 or 18 different breaths i think it's something something, something like, that. like that so he goes through so what it is it's from start to finish um so dan brulee if you don't know he's one of the most world-renowned uh breathwork instructors facilitators coaches so he was really at the forefront of the western breathwork in the 70s and late 60s of rebirthing and holotropic and he was just i mean he was he's one of the pioneers of rebirthing breathwork uh when leonard Orr was kind of cultivating it and um, they were just still doing it in, in bathtubs. Actually, our teachers really explained the story really well a couple of, a few weeks ago, which um, I knew the story, but it was really cool to hear the yeah, depth of a little it. deeper. And- yeah, it was really nice and how they chose 12 people. It was like the 12 disciples got chosen out of the whole bunch of everyone, and then, and then they realized it wasn't just in the water. It was actually the breath style itself, and very cool. So Dan Brule was one of them, and so then he went out into the world, and, and he's just done very well. I think he's kind of semi-retired now. He's, he's earned it. who's tony robbins breath coach oh yes. so like that speaks volumes of who the person is for sure and so the book that he wrote called just breathe it's one of the original breathwork books he goes through however many styles there are from kind of least intrusive really nice yeah. connective breathing so it connects it like like body mind spirit yeah yeah so he goes through all the different physical forms of breath work then the ones to change your mind then the ones to connect deeper yeah and and he finishes off with rebirthing yeah it's like this is the pinnacle (laughs) let's go yeah that's it um so so that was uh that was yeah the the most influential breathwork book i read and i was already doing breathwork we'd already been quite deep into breathwork by the time i'd read it and yeah as i say the the beta breath got born out of that um and a lot of that stuff still sticks in my mind what was really cool about borrowing your book was i got to see your scribbles and writings on it which, is, which is great yeah yeah it was really nice i loved that You're like look at this it weirdo was, why does he highlight these no nah, it was great because i did the same thing you know 
Yeah, go back and read it. A few of my scribbles be in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you bastard. <laughs> my, <Right> book. my book. <laughs> How dare you? Confessions on journey. I know. Here we um, go. Oh, you gotta buy me a new one now. It's hard to find. Yeah, it I've be. tried to find it for many times. It's really hard to find, and that's what I love about books like that because they are hard to find. But mm. they're, they're the gold, you know. They're not the mass-produced ones. Um, so yeah, just breathe. If you ever want to understand a bit about breath work and um, and there are other books out there. I mean, there's one right here called Breathe, uh, Exhale. There's Exhale. another one called Breathe. And they're okay. They're not that good. They're, they're, they're very surface level written. Well, a lot of their teachings and a lot of their stuff would have come from Dan anyway. Correct. So it's just like they're just regurgitating his information. Without and, the depth. And, yeah, without the depth in what they're teaching him. But Just Breathe is just like a guide. And it teaches you all of these different practices and doesn't tell you everything. It's like, no, go explore it. Yeah, yeah exactly. If this resonates with you, explore it more. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, so yeah, that's a powerful book. Really, really enjoyed that book. Um, and about that same time, um, I finally bought myself a copy of um, uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And so, really, I mean, I'd already been understanding Stoic philosophy for, for a few years before then, before I actually went and got the book. And, and when I got that, I, I read that, like, every single night. Like, every single night when I'd go to bed, I was, I'd, I'd read at least a, a chapter or so you know and some of it's hard writing because it's, it's very you know um it's ancient writings but it's obviously been translated as well so uh, but i've gone back to that book probably three times i would say cool and every now and then i'll pick it up and just kind of turn to a page and, and do some reading on yep. it as well yep. it's written i mean it's not a bible but it's written like verses of a bible yeah. you know that's probably the best way to explain it to somebody who hasn't read it. it's not a it's not a cover-to-cover cover book. Like, and there's, and there's different facets of his own writings from different parts of his life. And what's really cool about this book is that it's, it's his diary, essentially. And his diary when he was uh, Emperor of Rome and he was going through all the different, um, you know, takeovers and wars and things through Germania and various other places around the globe. And what's really cool, so he had a, he had a, a teacher called... Um, called uh rufus who was kind of like the one of the the grandfathers of stoicism and and kind of taught him and and run through but what's really cool and it's not particularly about the writings itself it's actually how he wrote um so in his journal he instructed that it got burned upon his death Mm. and it didn't and Mm. and and that's how we have it Mm. so he wrote this intending no one to ever read it Mm. and that's that's why it's so powerful because you you still hold you see himself even when he knew no one would read it, still hold himself to his own and stoic principles. Like mm. he wasn't complaining in his diary. He was just holding himself. He was being vulnerable. He was, you know, like it, it's it's that message of who you really are is when no one is watching. Mm. Yeah. Who you really are is when you think no one can see you or yeah. no one will, will read you or whatever. That's, yeah. that's the true self of mm-hmm. you. And what's really cool about this is how he holds himself through you know, I mean, I mean, ended up dying from the plague because um, he didn't leave the city. You know, he ended up selling a lot of the the, the stuff out of out of um, out of the, the the royal treasures to actually sell it to help the people. You know, and he didn't leave um, the city. You know, when when all the other you know politicians bailed and all that sort of stuff. He's a great leader, very very good leader. Um, but the the meditations book itself, yeah, that's it's it really had a significant impact in my life yeah of of the stoic teachings and understandings and Mm. and like any other philosophy or spiritual teaching or or whatever it's not about me personally it's not about um absconding to the whole thing for me it's like taking bits and pieces out that really resonate with you you want to implement into your life and creating your own philosophy of life Mm. Uh, and that's what i got out of out of this book yeah Mm. Well, it's just like uh, it's your own interpretation of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and how's it actually gonna? How are you gonna implement it in your life so that it can have an impact in your life and and the life of others around you? Yeah, yeah. So I used to do the same thing with with the Tao. Um, there was like a year where I would read it and I would read just one like haiku or poem every single day. The Tao Te Ching. Yeah. Yep. And then sit in meditation for like twenty minutes and just contemplate it. Beautiful. I actually really enjoyed that, eh? You'd find time for that. I see yourself pondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was cool because it was just like a, it was just 
like purposeful contemplation mm. about about obviously if, uh, uh, an idea that isn't your own but it's like okay what's my interpretation of it how can i actually utilize it how can i implement it into my life is it something that does resonate with me is it something that isn't like you know and then even um yeah and then just seeing how it would actually implement into my life as well yeah yeah it was cool yeah i enjoyed totally that. that yeah very similar very similar level of, of philosophy i would say mm. you know, ancient in its in its in its writings and still your interpretation is your own interpretation and you've got to make the interpretation for today because yes. it wasn't written for today although a lot of the problems that we still face now are, are exactly the same as as what they would have faced back then it's just now we have lights well and, exactly. and cars yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and just false leaders yeah you know like for sure <laughs> they don't kill people but they kill people right? oh exactly yeah. right there's no leadership amongst mm -hmm. any of them it's um yeah yeah um no that's beautiful man it's it's a couple of good books another another couple I'd, i'll make mention of here well that i really went into um to really understand relationships um there's one called wired for love and another one called getting the love that you want mm -hmm. and really amazing deep books that really give you great insight into the understandings of um your attachment styles and really how to you know create a couple bubble how to really serve the relationship first but then really understanding what actually relating is with a partner and how the the basically they're reparenting each other and and how your unmet needs are going to come out and how you can serve that and go through it very very powerful couple of books mm. and uh, i couldn't recommend them enough if you're in a relationship you want to be in one you're out of one it doesn't matter um you can read them on your own there's there's some tasks and tools and things there you can do as well that um will really help give you an understanding of who you are in a relationship and and how you can be better in one and all of the growth that comes from it and um you know i found myself uh really diving into that outside of <clears throat> you know a, a past relationship over a year ago now that i was like i don't want to be blindsided by myself again so i, I, I want to learn how to do it because i realized i you know we all never get taught unless you have a, a you know a good loving parental upbringing you know most of us to a point have it every now and then but um but yeah we've never really taught how to relate no 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 with exactly. ourselves and and with others and in like loving relationships no. and friendship you're never really taught how no. to relate no i no. never would have thought to read a relationship book no but my god it makes so much sense totally it's like yes i need to be taught what i don't know how am i going to work that out like it's not <laughs> you can't you can't see the painting when you're not in the frame or when you are in the frame that's right? very true right yeah. you're inside the jam jar you don't know what the jar looks like um the label is so yeah so those those are a couple of worthy mentions as well and then obviously uh, another great book we've spoken about um urban is tantra urban tantra oh, that's a good yeah one, a beautiful combination of uh spiritual tantra practices with bdsm practices and and just the the effortless flow of self-pleasure and how to you know there's lots of different tasks and you can do with a partner or multiple partners or whatever how you're relating and uh, an amazing book mm. and you've read it as well yeah 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 and it just it just adds a new depth to life mm. and and presence and that was probably the biggest thing i took out of that book was man the power of any sexual um encounter is your ability to stay present in it yeah. you know and, and and it's like that clicked in me within the first story that she was telling and i was like fuck the pleasures and and pre presence the pleasures and presence man. yeah absolutely and and when you're when I was playing in that dom sub realm, it's it, 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 it issued me the responsibility of being even more present mm. to my partner mm. because of the the the, the pain pleasure uh, polarity you're playing in, and you've got to like watch every breath, watch this skin, you know, like, and it was just from that one story she talked about being in that restaurant, yeah, and I was just like, same one, I fucking get, get it, it. Hey. oh. And, and the play has been so much better since. Oh, for sure. Totally. Because yeah. you're in it. You're in it and you're there and, you, and your only focus is to be in it. Yeah. You know, and everything else just happens around it. Oh, absolutely. And even it, it removed the aspect that that sex is just insertion. Like it, it, it's, it's... Oh, totally. It's everything else everything around else. it. Yeah, and like sure. that's one of the final things you go like <laughs> when you finally <laughs> stoke the furnace and it's really calling you. And even then you're like, hold off because you're playing a bit more. And, yeah. You know, and it's fun dance of like i want it but oh, i'm gonna hold up you know um so yeah urban tantra couldn't couldn't recommend that enough uh, an amazing book very well written 
and what's cool is I think you and I both picked it out she's obviously done a bit of rebirthing as well because some mm. of the breath work in there and she actually says the word rebirthing. rebirthing yeah and we're like we get you we get you that's totally. what, why, why there's a connection instantly <laughs> we're like oh yeah okay actually there's a book that I'd like to read again actually one of those ones go back and because you'll see it with different things each time yeah. there's so much information oh, there's, there. there's so many different practices in there it's yeah. like if you read it and implement it it would take you so long to get yeah. through it it's yeah. just like reading it implementing it adding a few things here and there then adding more and then it'll be as you say go back read it again add more depth depth to the experience yeah yeah absolutely and so yeah if you if you have even the slightest intrigue about bdsm tantra just open sexuality or relating sexually um, a, a really really good book to to start on yep. and it's and i think the the beauty is in it as well it's it's like uh, the lady who read it isn't like some famous instagram person no, no. like you go over look on this and on on her instagram and stuff she's not really even that active like she doesn't have that many followers it's a new book but it's like the depth of it comes from her own life experiences yeah. not story she's trying to tell to yeah. get famous yeah correct yeah. Yeah, she just did it to inform the world. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's her dumb, right? Oh, that's mm. exactly right. No, exactly. Well, man, for, for a couple of guys who, who profess we don't read a lot, we've got a lot of books to talk about. Yeah, It's totally. really, really quite nice. Yeah, it's cool. It seems to be a story I tell myself. I'm not really a reader, but, oh, fuck, I've actually read a lot of books, and I do enjoy reading books. I just I seem to just go through cycles, and I'm okay with that. That's all good. Mm. But I'm the same. I'll, I'll go through periods where, I, honestly, after I finished studying naturopath, I stopped reading as much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I was like, ah, God, I'm, I'm, I've had a, I've had enough of that. Um, but I'll read books every now and then. Like um, I've been reading the Seven Hermetic Principles, and it's like a book that I'm picking up and putting down. I'll read a couple pages, let my fucking mind try to comprehend what is going on, and then I'll go back to it. It's not something you can read cover. Um, cover to cover not at all it's some alien language you're reading there brother. oh totally that ain't from this world for sure <laughs> for sure and you, you you like you actually have to to be able to digest it at all it's like you need someone else who's reading it with you or you need a teacher to actually try to communicate your yeah. understanding of what's going on yeah yeah like me trying to read it and come to terms with it i'm like i get it but i, I like i don't know if i get it mm. yeah Maybe that's the maybe that's the intricacy of it. Yeah, nice man. Mm. Oh, what a beautiful episode! I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fun, bro. Yeah, it was fun. You reflect upon just life and the journey, and just like even just like, I guess the books represent snapshots of of where we were on, sure. on the journey as well. Yeah, like I've phonetically talked about books from from one to the other. Haven't yeah. jumped around. I'm like. Oh yeah, like I I was in that space when I was reading that book, and that got me here and here and here. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, what's my next one? You know, like that's uh, it's going to be a privilege to to kind of jump on that again. Yeah, we'll do another podcast on on this in ten years, and we'll tell you what we've read in the last ten years. We will. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's cool. Well, team. Hey, look. Uh, if you want any uh, of the recommendations, just reach out to us, and um, I'll do my best to try and put them all into the show notes for you. And yeah just as i say just don't don't feel bad if you don't consider yourself a reader it's not you know the end of the world you know but uh it definitely does shunt you into the direction and if you can get into some books and find some recommendations from people and you find yourself getting into one i feel like it's like anything it's just starting you know if you haven't been to the gym to the while it's like okay i'm just gonna just read five pages i'm gonna do that for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a month and then you know, if you miss a day here and there, it's okay. It's not any big and just kind of like keep that rolling and then you'll find yourself, and if it's a book you're into, you'll just You'll, you'll find just time it. for it. You'll yeah, make time you for it. And summer's coming up. Lots of lying around the sun over Christmas time. That's the one. We'll get in some books. Well, team, we love you. We'll see you uh, next week. See you later, everybody. Sure.